We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app hi and welcome to off the menu i'm lisa endicott president of endicott pr on today's episode, we'll visit with Dean Fearing, chef, owner, and cookbook author of Fearing's Dallas. All right, joining us this afternoon is a great talent in Dallas, Chef Dean Fearing. He's chef and owner of Fearing's at the Ritz-Carlton Dallas. Good afternoon, Dean. Good afternoon, Lisa. How are you? I am wonderful. So. I have grown up around your restaurants and your talents, and you have many friends and fans out there, but I don't think many of us, at least I don't, know how you first got your start in the culinary field. Can you tell us a little bit about how that occurred? Sure, sure. So my dad was in the hotel business. He started with Holiday Inn back in 1965 when Kimmons Wilson, who was who was starting this new concept of motel hotels across the Midwest. My dad joined up and became an opening innkeeper. So we lived all over the Midwest. And I would have to say that probably every year of my junior high and high school, we were in a different city at a different Holiday Inn that he was running. So eventually, Uh, I got thrown into the kitchen and I started when I was in junior high on it would be my summer job. And then once I got into high school, it started to be my after school job. And I always hated it until payday. And then payday, I had a car, I had a stereo, I had guitars, I was loving to play music. So all of that worked out, but I sure did hate every afternoon when my friends were having fun and I would have to go to work in the kitchen. So I started very lowly, started washing pots and pans and then doing dishes. And then they put me on salads and then eventually started to go up the line with the Holiday Inn system. And which was a great, great experience. So I did that for years and years. And then I just thought I was going to be a psychologist. So I went to the university of, I went to Ball State University in Indiana. Hmm. And everybody says, oh, did you know David Letterman? Because he's the famous 
you know, celeb that came from there. I was like, he was much older than I was. So, no, I didn't see him. But then I soon found out that I didn't want to be a psychologist. And I went back into cooking. And my dad introduced me to a master chef who had just retired from Hilton Corporation. And he was teaching... Uh, at the time, we lived in Louisville, Kentucky, and my dad was running a holiday in there, and I was working there at nights. And my dad said, you should go down and talk to this guy. And I said, Dad, I want to be a rock star. I don't want to cook. And he says, listen, do me one favor. Go down and talk to this guy, Harvey Colgen. He He's a big wig. Uh, in the culinary field, and you might at least have a conversation with him. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll go down and have a conversation. And this was at Jefferson Community College, and this was their culinary arts program. And Harvey was 72 years old, just recently retired from Hilton, and decided he was going to run this culinary program at JCC. And I, I couldn't figure out why, out of all the places he could have gone, why he picked Louisville. Well, he married a 32-year-old bombshell by the name of Linda, who lived in Louisville. So they came to Louisville. So when I met Harvey, I was like, wow, you know, here's a guy that's married a 30, 72, he's married a 32-year-old. I want to be in this business. <laughs> so, <laughs> this so anyway, my first time meeting him, he was the epitome of a French. He had the tilted uh, toque on his head. He had a pencil-thin mustache. He had a neckerchief completely starched chef coat with completely starched apron and he was holding a clipboard and I came into the kitchen and said are you Dean Fearing and I said yes and he said come into my office and so I sat down and he of course sat down at his desk and he says let me ask you a couple of questions uh, do you know how to saute and I was like uh, I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> and he says uh, do you know how to braise and I said uh, these are foreign words to me and he says uh, have you ever cooked on a rotisserie and I said no chef I don't even know what that is and he says do you know what a saucier does and I was like no and he goes do you know what a poissonier does and I was like no these are all terms I've never been connected with. And he says, these are the French culinary terms. And if you join with me, I will teach you how to gourmet food. And I was like, gourmet food? Now that, and he says, this is a real skill level. And he says, I want you to spend two years with me. And I want you to apprentice right here at the school. And then all of a sudden, my mind changed from being a rock star to, I thought, 
wow, this is a real deal situation where someone's going to really teach me how to cook versus the Holiday Inn method, which was pretty much typical Holiday Inn food. So I joined up immediately day at 7, went all the way through his apprenticeship. And at the end, at the two years, he says, I have a position for you at the Culinary Institute of America, and I want you to be there. So we graduated from C JCC in May, and I started up in September at the So I went through the culinary, so I've had four years of unbelievable, really intense cooking. And my first job out of the culinary two years later was La Masonette in Cincinnati, which was at that time in 78, was the oldest five-star mobile guide restaurant in the country. I think at that time it was 38 years. So for me to get into a place like that as my first job out of school was tremendous. And I worked with George Hayden, the greatest chef ever and at the Masonette for about a year and a half. And then he says, he came up to me one afternoon and he says, a friend of mine in Dallas needs a poissonier, a fish cook. And I said, huh, I've never been to Dallas. I, I said, I've spent my whole time in the Midwest. And he says, you know, it might be interesting for you to go down to Texas. And it is at a great hotel called the Fairmont. And it's in the Pyramid Room. And it's a five-star mobile guide hotel. So I think, I think you would do well on building your resume. So I came down to Dallas, drove my 68 Celica with everything I owned in it and came into town. And I'll never forget on the outskirts of town, seeing this brand new city. And I fell in love with the Fairmont, the Pyramid Room, fell in love with Dallas. And that's it. That's how I got to Dallas and started my career. That is amazing. And I, I don't think I've ever heard it told just that way. And I know everyone will love knowing that. So one of the things that is coming upon us is the 40th anniversary of Rosewood Mansion on Turtle Creek. So I think that my memories are having your tortilla soup and uh, your lobster dishes there and, and really you, that was your home for, for a long time. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about your, your favorite moments at the mansion? Well, I think I should probably tell everybody that how I got started at the mansion. So was still at the pyramid room and I wanted to be the saucier of the pyramid room. And the saucier who was there was Bernard Malfay, and he was a strict, disciplined, unbelievable cook. And so I asked him, I said, hey, listen, I want your job. And he says, well, I'm not leaving. 
but he says, there's a place opening up down the street called the mansion. And it's going to be run by an oil baroness. And maybe you should go over there and see if you can get the Saucier job. Well, I did. And I got the job. So in I'll never forget the date, July 27th of 1980, we opened up the mansion on Turtle Creek. And it was the hottest day. That's all I can remember. Other than <laughs> it was so busy, it was unbelievable. And that was in a time when kitchens were not air conditioned. Wow, 1980, no air conditioning. And it was hot as blazes. So I started off at the mansion as a saucier, worked my way up to executive sous chef, which is right under the chef, who was Christian Chemin at the time, and worked at the mansion for about a year and a half, and then went to open um, Dallas's first American restaurant, which was Agnew's in Addison, and it was an all-American restaurant in a time when Dallas was all French. And everybody, you know, was just predicting my doom. They said, this will never work. An American restaurant will never work in Dallas. It has to be French, Italian, or continental. And I, I, took, I took the challenge. And within five weeks, we were stars in both papers, uh, the morning and the night papers. So it was, it was a great time. And then in 85, I came back, 1985, I came back as the chef of the mansion. And that's when my career really started to blossom. So much fun. It was a great time to be at the mansion and uh, what I call a great ride. It was really uh, just tremendous experience and running that kitchen was unbelievable for 26 years. I, it's just the most amazing story and, and most amazing career. You are, I would say, equally as gifted Dean working the floor of a restaurant. When you, when you go to a restaurant and you're at the helm, you really care about the people dining with you. You really share your personality with them and you really get to know them. And you're, you're a master, if I must say, at touching tables. And you're, well, a, ma you're a master at making a dish as well. But um, you know, I think that's one of the things that people really, really love a lot about you. Not only they, they love what they're eating, but they love, uh, they love when you come to see them at their table. Well, and I started that, I kind of figured that out. In fact, Wolfgang Puck helped me with that. Because when I started at the mansion in 1985, Wolfgang was the consulting chef for Rosewood at that time. So he and I became fast buddies. And when I would go into LA to visit him at Spago's to see what they were doing at the time, I saw what he was doing. And that was exactly the same thing. He was, he was hit touching tables, as we say. 
and and becoming a part of the restaurant, not just not just food wise, but a personality wise. So I caught on quick and started to do that at the mansion straight at 1985, started visiting tables and making sure everybody was having fun and if I could do anything for anybody and carried it on when I opened up Fearings in 2017. So uh, it hadn't stopped yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you've, you've been, you know, very visible with helping a lot of events, you know, hosting a lot of special events and and culinary, I would say culinary moments and memories you've created for Dallas. What do you tell people, what has Dallas meant to you? What is working in the Dallas culinary scene meant to you? Well, I've always liked Dallas because of its spirit. Uh, It was, it was, you, Dallas was not a hold me back city. If you wanted to be somebody, if you wanted to go higher up into the ranks, you could do it in Dallas. And I love that spirit. And I love the fact that it was always and still is very friendly. Uh, Manners come first, opening doors for women, you know, that kind of thing. I've always liked that because it's not in every city. And, but this, spirit of doing what you want to do. Uh, I, I felt that in my early career, that if I wanted to be a great chef in this city, I could. And all I had to do was work hard and, and achieve it and, and to stay current. And I'm proud of myself and the fact that now I have been, this year, I have been 42 years as a chef in Dallas, and not just a cook, but running a full kitchen. I think that's a tremendous uh, achievement, because I've seen a lot of people come and go through the years. I thought some people really had it, and I thought they would carry it on, and but you, I started to see that not everybody did and disappeared. And there's only a few of us, uh, Stephen Piles, and of course the old French Brigade, uh, they knew about stamina. And that is, is not, I don't think that's a, it's as popular or can be achieved as it was in the past. But I may be wrong. What do you think, what would you tell someone coming up in the industry or, you know, what do you attribute your staying power to? Well, I started at the bottom and worked my way to the top. And I did ladder steps. And that means I would stay on a station or be at a restaurant at a station and work those stations all the way up. And so that if anything ever happened to me, I could fall back on my past because I knew all the steps going up to the top. And I think that is so important. And I think 
television may have wiped that away a little bit. And in fact, that I, I think that people can achieve that a lot faster, but they may not have the real foundation under them to support where they're going. And I've always tell everybody that really learn the job and, and know it frontwards, backwards, and, and be proud of it. I mean, do when you're at that position, do your best. I mean, it's not just pleasing the chef or pleasing the customers. It's pleasing your, you want to be good. And that's what happened to me. I always wanted to be good. I didn't want to be second best. And I didn't want to be a talker that I didn't know what I was talking about. I wanted to know what I was talking about and be able to express well, you have an interesting role and, and I would call you a, an ambassador for our city because you are in a hotel restaurant. So you have people coming to Dallas for the first time that you're greeting and then you're traveling, you're doing things, you know, in the biz, you're traveling the world and representing us, representing <laughs> Dallas and, and, and some people think you're a native Texan. So um, tell us yeah. about, tell us about, you know, that role now, you know, what do people ask you about Dallas? What do you tell them? I, I always have said Dallas is a great restaurant city. And I've always thought that we were on the cutting edge. And I think we still are. And I love our young chefs coming up and being a part of the scene now. Because, you know, for a while... There was only a few of us on the scene, and now it is so widespread. It is really neat for me to see how Dallas has grown as a restaurant city from where it started. I mean, having the first American restaurant in Addison called Agnews was, that was scary back then. I mean, nobody thought we would do it and we did it. And then Stephen came on with Rue Street Cafe. And then we started to see the development of young Americans running kitchens in this town, but across the country too. And I still think that has a real power punch for Dallas. You know, there for us who started this, I mean, I don't think people really understand that this was a French and Italian city. I mean, the French ran Dallas restaurant-wise. And now you don't see too many French restaurants around. It's, it's truly all-American. So how did that all come about? You know, it's, it, was, it was a wonderful scene to be in. So I think it would be fun for people to hear, um, you know, what guests, whose famous guests maybe that you've uh, cooked for, you know, which of those stand out to you that you might be able to share for our listeners? Well, I started a long time ago collecting plates uh, when dignitaries, rock stars, actors, 
all came into the restaurant, even started at the mansion. But I tell you, it is uh, been exciting at Fearings to see how many people have come. But I think it's marvelous how many people have come through eating at Fearings. And I've been able to connect with through a plate, a dinner plate, and have them sign it. And there are hilarious stories. I wish, Lisa, I had all the times uh, to tell you all of these individual situations with everybody I've come across. And But anyway, these, uh, these plates are all lined up on my wall in my office. So it bring, always brings back great memories. And one of the best was when Jerry Seinfeld came through. He was doing a show uh, downtown and he was eating at the restaurant after the show. And I came up, uh, just the nicest person ever. And I said, so what do you want to do? And he says, well, this is what I want to do. And he told me, you know, this and that. And he says, but I do not like asparagus. And he says, don't serve me any asparagus. And I go, Jerry, you don't want asparagus. You're not getting asparagus. Well, the worst thing happened in the world. Uh, someone decided at the last moment they would be nice and give Jerry a green vegetable. So the food comes out, all of a sudden the waiter comes running up to me and says, uh, Mr. Seinfeld has a problem. And I was like, what's the problem? So I go over there and Jerry's pointing at the asparagus. <laughs> Brother, you gotta be kidding me. I said, well, let me get this change right away. And you know, we were laughing about it. And then, so I brought a plate over at the end of the meal. And this is the best part about getting to know anybody from celebrities, actors, rock stars, when they become one-on-one -on -one with you. And so he signs the plate and I don't see what he's signing. He hands it to me and it says, to Dean, more asparagus, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> we both started just dying laughing. But you know, there, there's so many, uh, you know, Oscar De La Rente, when he came in and signed the plate, he signed it just like the logo. And it's like, wow, that is, <laughs> that's the real deal. And Marvin Hamlish wrote on his plate, uh, tortilla soup is like music to my ears. Oh, how heartfelt was that? And he truly loved tortilla soup. He Every time he came into town, the first stop was at the restaurant to have tortilla soup. And then, of course, all my rock star buddies, Sammy Hagar, you name it, from ACDC to Good Company to, wow, Marty Stewart to, you name Rodney Crowell, all of them. I mean, to have people like that in your restaurant is just amazing. And, you know, to be able to converse with them one-on-one -on -one is always a lot of fun. And because, because, Lisa, everybody is really down to earth. I, I haven't met too many of the upper echelon that was 
you know, out of place or demanding or anything like that. Like Carol Burnett was the sweetest lady ever and so complimentary on the food. So, and it was sweet. It was really sweet. Well, it just goes to show, you know, food brings us together. And it doesn't matter how big or small the table or how down to earth or fancy the surroundings. It's, it's really something that is universal to us all. So thank you for being a huge part of that, Dean. And, and we can't, we can't wait to see where you travel to and what you create next. So (laughs) I'm always doing something. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Well, and I will, I'm always going to fearing. So I will see you very, very soon and wish you, wish you great travels this summer. Perfect. Well, thank you for letting me be on the show. Of course. Thank you. Okay. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 